Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show with your host, Raj Sillers. Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show. My name is Raj. It is so good to have you here. In this show, we're talking about five ways Google can help you grow your creative business. And I'm probably going to give you a few more than five. There are a number of ways you can use Google to grow your creative business. And we know some of the basics, but let's just kind of start from the top to bottom and and even some of the other properties that are available. So what I like to do is first talk, let's talk about ads. When you type it in the search box, generally people are looking to solve a problem. And that's why my agency focuses on Google so much. Yeah, Facebook is great and Instagram's great. There's some ways you can develop leads through those those other platforms. But when people go to Google, they have a problem that they want solved. And if you can be the one who solves that problem, you're the winner. So we start off with the ads. And when you type that question in the search box, you get ads at the top, three at the top. Those ads are run through the ads.google system. It's actually also where you can advertise on YouTube too. So it's ads.google. Use your current Gmail account and you can advertise there. Now, there are a lot of things that people do that honestly, just amateur mistakes. I see them all the time when they try to advertise on Google. It's really important to be focused on where you want your ads to go. It's important to understand how to use keywords. Keywords, a lot of times I see people use keywords and they're very generic, generic keywords. That can really hurt your campaign greatly. You wanna be very specific with your keywords. Over time, you have to test the keywords. So you can start off and Google actually give you some suggestions as to how to use and what keywords you should try to use, but test everything. Quite often, when you start using Google Ads, you'll get a nice friendly phone call from Google. And if you're really unsure, feel free to use their consulting service. However, do know that I've spent a lot of time fixing advertising campaigns in which Google helped people set up or build out because generally, The advice they give helps Google as much, if not more, than the customer. And I've not been a fan of what they try to do. They just try to throw a bunch of words against the wall. And and I really recommend start off with a few words, a few keywords, very focused, totally related to what you do, and then build out from there. Don't put in a ton of keywords to start off with. Build out. And then create a few ads. Try a few ads, test a few ads, and continuously try to improve your ads. Now, one thing that I recommend you do, and this is true with any platform, when you find a winning ad, let it run. Let it run. Let your winners win. A lot of times people get a winning ad and they immediately put up another ad. Well, that is hurting the value of the winning ad, the one that's getting all of the clicks, the one that's getting all the conversions. Let that one run for a while and then do a couple day test to see if you can find one that does a little bit better. 
and then stop that. Then let the winter run for a while. Keep that process going. Know that there's seasons. You can't just set up Google Ads and just let it run. And unfortunately, there are a lot of agencies out there. There are a lot of people who actually go out there and and sell their services. They set up a Google Ad campaign for a client, let it run, and don't do anything. Maybe check in every six months. I look at all my clients' ads every single month, even if it's well-established and make adjustments. And sometimes in the early days, it's every day, and then it's every few weeks. And if you have a really good, like for example, I have clients I've been running ads for five plus years, I'm looking every few days, because I have to wait for enough data, no matter what, no matter how long you've been doing it, running ads, you have to wait for enough data before you can make a good decision. And so I have a lot of clients who are doing great. It's a never ending process though, I don't stop. I can't just let it run because you're going to go back one day and realize something went wrong. And it's it's rather embarrassing to realize, oh, that something went wrong for two months. (laughs) You just don't want that to happen. Next section down below the ads, you'll often find, but not always. It depends on, well, if you're in the trades, you'll often find this. You'll find what's referred to as the three-pack or the business. This is the my business area. This is what we refer to as local SEO. And the best way to go about that is to go to Google forward slash business. And there you can set up your account, tell Google all about your business, fill out everything. There's a lot of information to be filled out about the times you're open and you can blog there. You can add photos and videos. I highly recommend you fill it all out and And Google will show that on the sidebar when people are searching for your company specifically. And if you're really lucky you do well, you will actually get listed in the three-pack. Now, how can you improve that? Well, one, be active. Keep your information updated. There are a lot of tips and tricks in the world of local SEO. Um, I'm not as much of an expert in the local SEO area as I am in the broad SEO area. But one thing I know for sure, if I'm going to give you one tip that I highly recommend, is make sure you have a plan on how you're going to get people to review your business. And don't do it from your location. Don't go to a networking event and have people, when we can go to networking events, and have people sign in and and give you reviews. Or I'll do it from your your business and every time a customer comes in, have Google knows where those reviews are coming from. Have them do it from their home, from their location, from their device, their own device. It's really important. I, I recommend you, you, you keep it updated. There's opportunities to blog. You can even create a website there and maybe you want to create a mini website so people can go there and land on it. But you do want to have at least the opportunity for people to go to your main website too. So it is a, you look, if you are looking for information on a restaurant or a local business, chances are you're looking for the Google My Business. You're just used to it. You automatically feel that that's a trustworthy uh, location for information and so do other people. So make sure your business is also updated and trustworthy and not lacking information. Honestly, Google's adding stuff all the time to that area and making adjustments. So you really do need to keep an eye on it. Even if you're not highly involved in it, at least check in about once a month and make sure everything is correct. So that's local SEO. 
But SEO in general, search engine optimization, is where I've always excelled and have done very well. And I've supported a number of businesses. I have a nice, uh, great group of clients that I really enjoy working with. And I support them with their SEO. In other words, I try to get their website to the top of the search engines when people are typing in the search box. Now, obviously, before that, we have the ads and we do have the, uh, the three-pack, the local My Business. But, you know... It really is the it really are the the clients who engage in both ads and SEO and, and as well as understanding and supporting their their my business page that do the best. Doing both ads and SEO really has been an excellent combination, and those are the clients who've grown the most through the years because they don't just do ads, they don't just do SEO, they do both in. And I think part of it is one kind of fills in the gap for the other when it just gives you more opportunity. And, and two, the trust factor. If somebody sees an organic search result but also sees an ad, they know that business is legitimate. I've seen it true. It tend to be true that display ads tend to support organic ads and organic ads tend to support SEO because you tend to get higher click-through rates when people see those ads. And I have, I have seen display ads or traffic campaigns help SEO. I know they say they're different platforms, and they very well may be. However, the traffic you get from your ads, I think, does play a role in your SEO. I've actually seen the graph. I've done it. I've flipped the switch on a a new website that was not ranking at all, not a new, excuse me, not a new website, a website that was at least 15 years old was not ranking at all for certain keywords. We flipped the switch for ads and all of a sudden the SEO, it started ranking higher for the keywords. So it was an established website. So that means traffic is an important factor when it comes to search engine optimization. That's why I like to write articles that have low competition on websites. So if I want to create a page or a blog post, I will research it and find a, a keyword, often a long tail keyword of a question that people are putting into Google. And one of the ways you can figure this out is if you put a question in Google, you'll see the people also asked section. That is a good hint in terms of maybe some of the articles or some of the topics you want to address in your blog or on your website for SEO purposes. So consider that because especially when it's a young, uh, when it's a really young website, putting up those, those blog posts early on can help drive that traffic early enough to really start getting that momentum. And it can, you continue to get that momentum and you keep adding articles and you keep adding pages. Activity is so important. Activity is a big key when it comes to search engine optimization. Search engine optimization is not a one-time event. It, yes, it is about title tags and it is alt tags and it is all those tags and so forth. But that's on-page SEO. There's on-page and off-page. And on-page is the structure and it helps, it helps Google understand what your web page is about. And you start off, if you look at the title tag, you look at that as the headline, and then everything else should support that title tag. In other words, each page should be focused on one topic, not multiple topics, one topic. 
And then from there, you develop authority and links, mentions. When people mention your business, it doesn't even have to be a link to your website, but mention the name of your business in relation to the topic related to your business. That can be valuable to your SEO. But a link from another website on a page that is that Google already considers highly regarded related to that topic, that helps your SEO because you're trying to develop authority off page. So you have on page and off page. And there's so many things you can do. I use a number of tools to help guide me in this process because there's so many, so many activities you can take on in search engine optimization. However, the question is which one is right for your industry? Which which actions are right for your niche and your website specifically in your town. The reason a website is number one for Plummer in Denver could be totally different for Plummer in Detroit or Miami or New York. And it's important to understand why and what it is that's going to help you get to those top positions. And of course, you know, further up the chain you get, higher you get into that top 10, it's harder to move from nine to eight to seven. It keeps getting harder and harder and harder to do that. So the more robust your website is, over time, the better off you're going to be. And the more traffic you can drive through various methods, including advertising, but also creating good blogs, all that can be very helpful in the overall process of activity in growing your your SEO. So SEO is very important and has certainly have made my companies through the years. I have made a lot of money, quite honestly, through that. And my clients were made, have made a lot of money because of that, because we've paid attention to our websites and we've brought traffic in from people who had a problem and found us through the search engines and solved that problem by calling our customers or asking for more information. While developing a creative business, I often talk about the combination code, and we actually have a code, 7531, and the seven is seven sources of income, five, five people to support you in your process, uh, and three, our processes, working on three processes to improve all the time, and one, one is channel building, and building a channel which you have a voice. Now, my original channel that I built a voice and I, I am certified on is Twitter, I did very well on Twitter, and it, it, it took literally took me around the world. These days, I focus more on YouTube, and that is a Google property. So that's another way you can develop a community and grow your business like I do on YouTube. And no, I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers. I have a few channels. I have a couple with well over 1,000. Uh, this one has getting close to 3,000. And I've been out working on this solidly for four years. Jared Sixty said he's, what, about five, six, seven years. And, you know, you ha it's a long-term game. And if you look at even Mr. Beast, after five years, he had about, seven, what, 7,000 subs? I mean, everybody has their own path and grows at their own pace. But if you're serious about it, I think the only people who fail on YouTube are the ones who quit. Let's be honest. Those are the ones, if you enjoy creating videos and enjoy what you're doing, just keep going. What does it hurt? Especially if it brings opportunities. And this channel has brought me opportunities. One, to create the Tube Labs podcast. I'm a longtime podcaster. I've been podcasting since 1999. Before there was a pod, this show that I'm recording right now, though I'm live on YouTube and Facebook and others, 
Uh, this show actually originated in 2008 as the New Media Photographer podcast, and it's continued on since then. So the thing is, you you know, you you get new opportunities, and and because I was a podcaster, understanding YouTube and, and growing and learning so much, I decided to start that channel. And the twoblog.com is where that's hosted, and I and I record it like this on the other YouTube channel. It's a lot of fun, and you get to meet a lot of people, like Jarhead Six, who's we've connected, we've we've connected years ago, and uh, it's it's good to have him. It's he's a familiar, familiar face, and someone that you know you almost feel like a friend because you watch his videos and you feel like you know him. And so it, that it's very true. But I've also gone to like Vid Summit and meet a lot of people that I watched on YouTube for years and got to meet them and are now friends. And not now that some of us are even in mastermind groups, names that you know on YouTube, because we've, you know, it, it's good to support each other, new friends and opportunities. And so I, I really, I, I found great benefit. And yes, I've gotten work out of it too. So... Yes, there, there's such great opportunities. But when it comes to your creative business, especially if you're a visual person, whatever, building that authority. Remember I mentioned authority and how important that is for your SEO? Well, YouTube can be a part of that plan. Develop authority um, on YouTube and drive, you can drive traffic. Remember, traffic is part of SEO too. And you can drive traffic to your website from YouTube. But when you build that authority, people connect with you when you're on video. And they feel like you know, they know you and you know them. And it really does build relationships and authority in your expertise, especially if you are a creative that wants to really develop your niche. You can be the best and really show off who you are as a creative on YouTube, and that's why I find this just so amazing. So there, there are a lot of opportunities, and, and YouTube is certainly a great place to do it. Now, there's a lot of other places. I think this is the fifth thing. It's just kind of the overall of the YouTube, excuse me, the overall, the Google opportunities out there. I mean, there are some tools that that. Google has that can really help you grow your business as a creative, such as Google Analytics. Google Analytics, something I've been diving into, they have their brand new Google G4, uh, GA4 analytics that has just come out. It's powerful stuff, but it's a little more confusing, quite honestly, than the other one. It digs deep. If you have an E, (laughs) my Google, Google just heard me say Google. If you if you are an e-commerce site or sell e-commerce online, Google Analytics is 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 this new Google Analytics can be huge for you. Just so many opportunities drills down where you can really compare different segments of your audience. So Google Analytics, Google Search Console, which is your connection to Google if you want to submit. Well, they've shut this down for a while, and I hope they bring it back. But it really is the insight on how. Google looks at your website, and this is also helpful for search engine optimization. They also have an AI component, artificial intelligence, where you can upload videos and and also um, photos, and it'll examine and actually tell you what it thinks about your photos and videos. And that's really helpful because now you know what Google's thinking when they are doing you know, ranking your website. For example, I had a client 
that had a website and I took the banner and I put it in the AI uh, and it, it totally thought that the accounting firm was a hospital because of the banner. It was totally completely wrong. And so it's helpful to know how Google sees your website visually as well as the text on the page. So those are some tools that are available that you can, you can search for online. There are many different, I mean, Google has a large suite of tools. When trying to develop your creative business, understanding all of the different ways that Google can help support you is important. Even within Google Docs, the SEO, there's so many things that you can use and I recommend search them out and fill in the forms and start to work with them because Google will support you if you are active. Activity is such an important part of the creative process when working with Google. And the more creative you can be and the more eyeballs that you can get on your work within the Google hemisphere, I think, I, I think you're going to succeed. And no, it is not too late. Just a simple thing. If you are trying to get traffic to your website, as I mentioned, look for low competition things, but start to look around. Let's say you're a local photographer and you often photograph at a local hall for weddings. Why don't you create a page, a robust page about that hall and how you photograph weddings at that hall? Now think about other things. You may not be a photographer, maybe you're in a different area, but there's something that you related to your community, especially if you're trying to go for a local audience. What are the topics that you can talk about that will help you get to the top of the search engines that are related to? You may not be the first spot for that haul, but maybe you're the second or third one down and people say, oh, they're looking up the hall, but then they see just below it a photographer who works at that hall. See, finding those related things in your local area can really be a big benefit. So be creative. Use the tools. Use the websites that they create. Use YouTube. Use all of these different tools that Google gives you. And you will start to see results. It takes time, but the nice thing is that it compounds. And keep, keep creating and use your creative skills in combination with Google. And, and you're going to find opportunity. All right, we'll talk to you next time on the Creative Entrepreneur Show. Have a great week.